0: Hey there, literary fans, and welcome to episode 32 of Jeff Reads His Book. I'm your host, Jeff, and today we're reading chapter 10 of Offworlder, a book I wrote in a month. Well, if you want to contact me on the podcast, you can head on over to my page. Uh, that's at jeffreadshisbook.com, and you got some email contacts, some Twitter, and some uh, Mastodon. So yeah, hit me up if you think this podcast is, uh, you know, just hit me up if you downloaded it. That'd be pretty bitchin'. And while you're there, why not think about buying one a copy of this book or bringing balance its sequel? I don't know why you would, because they're terrible, but, you know, it's fun. So, today I actually, uh, before the show, because I wrote down um, that I should remind people to buy this dumb book, I actually went over to, uh, what is it, Amazon Kindle Direct Publishing to see if I actually had any sales. So, I've actually somehow sold, I think... Three books this year, maybe two. I don't know. They were all to Australia though, which is a little interesting. Uh, that's a little surprising. So my uh, revenue from this year so far is five dollars and forty-seven cents. That is awesome, huh? I mean, I guess that's pretty sweet. I can't complain about that. <laughs> I I wanted to check to see if anybody bought it lately. Amazon won't tell you if anybody buys your book, so. I mean you got to and then you wait like 45 days to send money. I guess it's in case somebody's really disappointed and they end up returning it. That's probably why. But yeah, yeah, we got a few sales uh still not covering the cost of this microphone, but I think that's okay. I think this is good times. So, uh if you did buy a book, please send in feedback cuz today the only feedback I have is uh Laura's answers from chapter Eight, it looks like. I don't believe I have her chapter nine. Let me see. We're going to hear some loud keyboard clickies here. blue, uh, blue, bloop bloop, 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 bloop. Nope, doesn't look like there's a chapter nine one yet. Okay, so Laura answered some chapter eight discussion questions. If you remember last week, I only had Glenn's answers from chapter eight. So let's see what Laura has to say about this. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Uh, okay. Have you ever, uh, fallen while sliding in socks on a wood floor? Right. Um, let's see. She says, I don't think I've fallen while sliding on the floor in socks, but I have skidded and tripped over my feet trying to make an awesome entrance into a room. I can confirm that that is in fact true. I've seen her almost fall over. Uh, what breakfast pie was Margo eating? Uh, so Laura says, I agree with the fruit pie idea for breakfast and fully support your suggestion to make an apple pie this week. Well, I didn't. (laughs) Spoiler alert, there's no apple pie in my house, but it would be fun. Maybe, uh, maybe Friday I'll make an apple pie. That'd be good. Eh, I don't know. Write in if you think I should make an apple pie this week. (laughs) All right, question three, what would I, uh... Oh, oh, oh. So now I was asking what would you keep in your secret closet? So she's asked, asking me, "Would you and I share this secret closet or do I get my own?" Well, I think you would get your own cuz it's like a magical secret closet just for you. So it wouldn't be like the closet in our bedroom which yes, we do have to share. <laughs> um, so she say says, "I'd go for Halloween-sized candies and Cheetos. Stay out of my closet." Ooh, good choices. I mean, I like that. Like the Halloween size candy, so convenient. You can just rip open like the, the little twin Kit Kat bars, you know what I mean? You only have to eat two of them instead of the whole four pack. Good snack. Although I gotta be honest, when they're around, I'll eat like six or eight of those double packs. They're so good. And Cheetos, uh, here's a little something, a little private information about Lara. One of her favorite foods, I think. <laughs> the crunchy Cheetos. Not those poofy, cheap-ass Cheetos. Or their stupid mix. Come on, everybody just wants regular Cheetos. Maybe Flaming Hot, I'd give a pass to. Which I don't think I've ever tried. It, it's it's a risk if I'm going to buy Cheetos. Do I really want to buy the Flaming Hot Cheetos? Because I know I'm going to like the regular ones. Uh, so I'm, I haven't tried any new flavors, you know? that's a tough call that's a that's like with all the Doritos flavors I'm just gonna get cool ranch or nacho cheese even if the other flavors are good cool ranch and nacho cheese Doritos are amazing so I feel like I don't want to waste my time in case the um what uh sweet chili sriracha ones or whatever it is aren't good which spoiler alert very good you guys should get those you know what Anybody I know who's having a party should have those on hand so I can eat them without feeling guilty about passing up buying cool ranch Doritos when I buy Doritos for myself. Does that make sense? I think so. So, have we talked about snack food enough yet in the intro? If you couldn't tell, I haven't eaten much today, and I'm starving. (laughs) But anyway, at least I have something to drink, right? Ah, that's good. Yeah. Okay, so, today um what are we reading we are reading chapter 10 of bring, of offworlder oh my god i almost said bringing balance okay chapter 10 which probably would have been a more interesting chapter let's be honest so chapter 10 of offworlder is eight pages long and it seems like they're going to eat a lot of meals in this for some reason and i don't have an explanation for that so we're going to see what goes on here I got some concerns. I don't know. Might not be a great chapter. Uh, If you were concerned there'd be a staff meeting, guess what? Only an implied staff meeting. (laughs) And this chapter, at this length, you'd expect it, but good number of drinking breaks, and that's good for me. And you know what? If you're listening to this, play along at home or at work and take those drinking breaks. (laughs) If you're driving, you shouldn't be, you know, playing along unless... Where did I read? I think it's uh, one of them southern states. I don't think it's Kentucky, which really isn't that southern. Uh, maybe like Alabama, I think, or Georgia. I don't know. You can drink while you're driving as long as you're not legally drunk. So in that state, I suppose, whatever state that is, I suppose you could do the drinking breaks. <laughs> you know what? Just don't. That would be bad. <laughs> okay, so... Um, I'm pretty excited to get started. Eight pages, little lengthy for this book. So what do you say? We dive in to chapter 10. So I should say, like, when I'm making comments on this podcast, I don't even know how reasonable this concern is, but sometimes I'm like, ah, oh, could, th- could I get in trouble for like implying you could take drinking breaks while you're driving in some southern state? Yeah, but I guess I, I don't know. How could I be? Well, you know, one bonus is that nobody listens to this, so eh, I'm doing okay there. I'm probably not going to influence anybody. In general, nobody should listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) So for today's uh, chapter, while I'm on all those drinking breaks, I'm going to be drinking some Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. Very good stuff. It's not the 101... Which I do kind of prefer, but that one's a little strong sometimes. Gets me a little messed up real quick, you know? Uh, I bought this maybe last week sometime, I don't remember. But had a rebate, very nice. <laughs> Nothing like getting a check in the mail for $5 from Wild Turkey. <laughs> so, that's always fun when I go to the bank and have to cash it. <laughs> I'm always like, yeah... Yeah, I drink, and I need to cash this rebate check for booze. It feels a little weird. It feels a little weird. I try to group it with other checks sometimes, so maybe it doesn't seem so strange. Although, I'm trying to think... I think it does say Wild Turkey on the check, now that I'm thinking about it. But, yeah, who cares? Good times. Who doesn't like Wild Turkey? It's amazing. Yeah. Anyway, how about we get started, huh? Ooh, my chair is squeaky, and I apologize. Okay, chapter... Ten. Okay, remember, I said there's going to be a lot of eating in this chapter. This isn't going to be great. Okay, let's see. Henry walked out of the commissary Monday morning. Oh, remember, it's Monday because last chapter, the three-page dud of a chapter, was just their weekends. Oh my god, it was so dull. (laughs) Okay, you know what? I'm just going to come out with a spoiler alert now and say there's probably no magic in this freaking chapter at all. However, I... There should be some coming up soon. Good lord, this book is dull. Hey, if you're a real, uh, what do I want to say? Adolescent. We're on page 69. Okay, let's get started. Henry walked out of the commissary Monday morning looking for any of his friends to dine with outdoors in the morning sun. Ooh, setting. Okay, looking around. He sighted Janie sitting at a table with Pauline, Trevor, and Joe. He strolled over, catching the tail end of a story Trevor was telling. Dot, dot, dot. Fell off the chair and dropped the whole jug right into the fire, he said, leaving Henry confused as he sat down next to Joe. Pauline and Joe laughed, but Janie was he he usual pleasant morning self. (laughs) Think that's a her. (laughs) Hi, Henry, Pauline said, smiling. The others waved. He waved to everyone at the table. Welcome back, he said to Janie, smiling. Shut up, she said. After a pause, sorry, I'm exhausted. Where's Margo, he asked anyone who would answer, and he hoped he hadn't sounded too enthusiastic. Where's Margo? Right, that would probably be what he'd sound like. Okay. Janie shrugged, but Pauline answered. She said she'd meet us in the staff meeting. Ooh, that's exciting. We're going to have a staff meeting. (laughs) Ah, Henry said, genuinely disappointed. Oh, I heard they have more news from the West, Trevor added with a serious face. If you guys don't remember, there's something going on far away from these people that is really only vaguely explained ever. Yeah, This. here we go. Mm -hmm. I guess that the next expedition arrived already at the abandoned village. Everyone stared at him waiting for more. I feel like this is maybe the most information we've gotten about this. Abandoned village and... I don't know. This is so bad. And, Henry asked... Henry finally asked. That's it. Although everyone is saying it wasn't, quote, abandoned, he added. Then, what happened, Joe asked? This is the worst, like... Cliffhanger, because we don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) Trevor shrugged. Some sort of black magic, I guess, he replied. But why, Pauline asked. Why just wipe out a village's population? Where did everyone go? Where did the first set of mages go? Maybe we'll find out in the meeting, Trevor responded. Ooh, drinking break. All right, stay with me, because I don't think they go to the meeting. I think it's just implied. Oh. Mm-hmm. God, I need whiskey to get through this book. It's just a real snore fest. Oh, my screen saver. <sighs> All right, one minute. Oh my God, the screen won't turn on. Fucking Apple. Ugh, okay, here we go. Sorry, guys, sorry. I could probably edit that out, but I'm not gonna. The meeting yielded no further information on Trevor's gossip, nor was anything particularly exciting discussed. Sounds like every meeting I've been to. (laughs) The healers were praised for their work with the victims of the green fever, and a few simple assignments were handed out. After the meeting, Henry and Janie stopped outside to greet each other properly. How was the trip, he asked her. The two leaned against the fencing, encircling the yard just north of the temple. Oh, not bad, she said. Plenty of work, but everything turned out fine. I just have a feeling this week might be a bad one. Why's that? He asked. Well, considering we were away for the weekend too, there may be a backlog of assignments. Ah, I see, Henry said. Sounds delightful. I disagree, Henry. This sounds boring. (laughs) She scowled at him. How about we have dinner this evening? Just at the commissary? I'll stop by after training. Yeah, all right, Janie said. I'll need someone to listen to me vent. Ugh. Oh, this is... uh, I don't know if I'm in the mood for this book today. This is hard. (laughs) Okay. All right. Drinking break. More wild turkey. I'm going to go through this quick today, I think. This wild turkey. Jesus Christ. I I don't... How is this book classified as fantasy and magic? Jesus. This could just as easily take place at, like, a JCPenney distribution center. (laughs) Janie answered the door just as Twilight was approaching to find Henry waiting with a smile. Aw, that's nice. After her long day, she had little patience for his upbeat attitude. Apparently noticing her distaste with his grin, he asked, "'Bad day?' "'You could say that,' she responded. "'But I'm hungry. Let's go.' "'Did Margot or Pauline want to come?' "'They're not home,' she said, closing the door. "'Oh, that's a shame,' Henry said, noticeably upset.' Oh, that's a shame, Henry said, noticeably upset. Janie squinted at him, annoyed. If you don't want to go to dinner with me. No, no, it's it's not that, Henry stuttered. Come on, you can bitch to me about everything. Ooh, bad word. I feel like there aren't that many bad words in this book so far. Probably less than bringing balance, I would say. Hmm, I don't know. They walked to the commissary in silence, for which Janie was grateful. Ooh, it's a a Janie-centric chapter. Those are rare. It gave her a few minutes to cool down. She knew Henry was not the problem, although it did bother her that he was looking for her roommates as well. At the commissary, they grabbed plates of pork chops, rice, and local vegetables. Ooh, farm-to-table. Very nice. Proceeding to the outdoor tables to dine in the brisk night air. I don't think they've eaten inside yet. Have they? I don't know. This is stupid. Um, The tables were generally full simply due to the pair's timing, but they managed to find an empty one. Janie sat down heavily across from Henry, grateful that her day was over. So what's got you down today? Henry asked. Oh, just annoyed at the work schedule, she responded. We got home yesterday, right? That pretty much killed my hopes at a weekend, of course. I had hoped maybe this week they'd provide us with another day off to perhaps make up for it. Janie paused... Oh, oh, I'm going a little fast. Janie paused to try her pork chop and smiled momentarily at its flavor. Well, they did give time off, but they decided to do so based on seniority. So, of course, I didn't get a day off. That sounds like they're breaking some labor laws right there, am I right? She should get paid overtime at the very least. Hmm. Do you think they have uh, labor laws in uh, the world of magic? Could be a discussion question. Eh, maybe not. Let's see. All right. Uh, you right. They'll need to give you a day off soon, though, Henry countered. You'd think so, but nope, she said, slapping her left hand on the table. In fact, they want they want to send us back south for a checkup this weekend. And they're basing that on seniority, too. So guess who has to go? Oh, Henry said, that does suck. (sighs) All right, it's all seniority-based with the healers. Our supervisor stinks, she said. When would you leave, Henry asked. Maybe Thursday, probably home again Saturday afternoon, she said. They ate in silence for a few minutes, allowing Janie to brood. Henry started the conversation again after finishing off a pork chop think there's going to be a party on Saturday, he offered. I heard, she said shortly. After another pause, which she guessed Henry was using to consider her temperament, he asked, You think you might go to that? Uh, sorry, alright, alright, sorry, okay. You think you might go to that? Uh, I don't know, she replied. Well, she's kind of pissy, so she'll be like, "Uh, I don't know, she replied. Another pause, then... Did your roommate say if they were going? What? She asked in annoyance. Looking down at his food, Henry said, I didn't know if maybe Margot said she was. She looked at him with a frown. Oh, please. What's with you? It's always Margot this and that. It's like you're... She stopped suddenly mid-sentence, her eyes widening. Rushing into her head were all her interactions with Henry over the past week. The orientation meeting where they had first seen Margot, I don't think that was this week. Whatever. <laughs> the first night where he asked about her past, his insistence on her presence the night when presence the night when Janie was away, acting concerned when she was out on a walk. He always asked about that woman. It was like dot dot dot. She dropped her silverware, her mouth falling open. Henry looked up at her confused. Pointing at him, she blurted out what she had just now realized. You're in love with Margot. Henry's face went red. What? Why would you think that I... He started quietly. What? Why would you think that I... He started quietly. Was that quieter? I don't know. Who cares? (laughs) Now, almost a yell, she repeated herself. You're in love with Margot. Oh, my God. You're in love with her. Henry was now half-standing, waving her down in waving her down in one hand and shaking his head from side to side. I think waving her down with one hand. Yeah, probably. No, no, shh, he urged. Shh, like be quiet. Yeah, okay. You're in love with Margot. she yelled once more with her arms in the air. The whole time, Henry was looking at the other tables nervously. Shh, would you shut up, he said sternly. Fine, yes, I am. Will you be quiet now? Janie sat dumbfounded, staring at Henry with wide eyes. What? he asked quietly. He ran his hand through his hair and looked down at his plate. Janie looked around the dining area and saw most people were staring at the pair. Her dour mood had now been replaced by wonder and amusement. She returned her gaze to her her odd friend across from her. I don't think that's a typo. It's odd. Okay. He looked back up at her nervously, almost with a frown. This is amazing, Janie exclaimed, but quietly. When did you know? That's a bit fuzzy, he replied. She stared at him, thinking through all their time together at the temple. Finally, she said, Oh, you were already in deep when you first met her, weren't you? Henry sighed and replied, Yeah. What the hell made you fall for her, of all people? she asked. After an awkward pause, she said, Don't get me wrong, I adore Margot, but she's not exactly your classical beauty, and she's quite standoffish. First of all, I disagree. She's stunning, Henry said, smiling. I mean, well, I can't exactly describe it, but she makes me weak in the knees, you know? Page turn. No, I don't, Janie laughed. Secondly, I find her intriguing, he said wistfully. Never seen you like this, she exclaimed. I thought you were acting odd lately. This explains it. They sat in silence for a few moments, Janie trying to absorb all that had just been revealed. So, when can I tell her? Janie asked, smirking. What? No, he said frankly, frantically. Fran- frantically. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> what? No, he said frantically. No, you can't say anything. Not to her or anyone, but especially not to her. How the hell do you expect anything to happen between the two of you unless she knows, Janie asked, laughing. She desperately wanted to make a date happen. I don't know, Henry said. I just need to ask her out or something. Maybe to dinner. I'm not sure. Janie laughed at him. Look at you. You're like a teenager again. Henry frowned at her. Well, you better do something because I don't know how long I can keep my mouth shut. Maybe, he started nervously... If we were alone, I could say something. Okay, we just need to get you two alone, Janie said, grinning. Ugh, drinking break. I feel like this is very, like a, uh, what do I want to say? Like a middle schooler's view on how dating works. (laughs) Good lord, this is terrible. Okay. Well, I guess, in fairness, she did say that he was acting like a teenager. All right. So, okay. Margot noted a distinct change in Janie's attitude over the next two days. When she had emerged from her room Tuesday morning. Okay. So, I guess that's the day after the big reveal that Henry likes Margot. Oh, K-I-S-S-I-N-G. All right. Let me see. Uh, When she emerged from her room Tuesday morning, Janie was awake and grinning at her with a mischievous look in her eyes. When questioned, Janie just shook her head, remaining silent. Silent. Having trouble reading today, huh? Pauline noticed too, but found Janie's behavior amusing. When the three went to breakfast that morning, Margot felt like people were watching them. Whenever she'd glance around, it seemed as if people were glancing away from her quickly. She tried to convince herself all day that the persisting looks were a result of her being far too suspicious, but by dinner time, she felt like something was going on. That was a hard one to read. Pauline met her before dinner on the edge of the training fields, where she was giving a demonstration on creating illusions. She was happy to finally see her friend, and she quickly dismissed the patrolling mages she had been training. Are you ready for dinner? Pauline asked. I was thinking of just dining at home, Margot said. Today has been weird. Oh, Pauline said, visibly disappointed. Margot looked at her with a questioning look until she continued. They're serving shepherd's pie tonight at the commissary. You remember how good that was last week. Okay, see, over the past week, there was a last week in this book, apparently. (laughs) Margot sighed. Oh, all right. Good, let's go, Pauline exclaimed, grabbing Margot's arm. After a short walk, the pair grabbed dinner and walked outside as they always did to find a table. Good lord. Margot spied Janie sitting with Trevor, and she started towards the table. When Trevor saw her coming, though, he leaned across to say something to Janie. Janie, in turn, appeared to say something before waving Margot over. Margot dropped her plate hard on the table in annoyance. She now regretted giving in to Pauline and coming to the commissary. She sat down next to Janie and avoided her, both her and Trevor's eyes, focusing on her meal instead, which she had to admit was quite delicious. So she's pissed. I guess that makes sense. Hey, what's new? Janie asked. Okay, sorry, that sounds like I should have continued. It was not. There was a period. Hey, what's new? Janie asked. Margot looked at her briefly before returning to her meal. Nothing, she said glumly. Pauline joined the trio at the table. I've been excited about this meal all day, she exclaimed. Margot looked at her and couldn't help but smile at her excitement over such a small pleasantry like a favorite meal. She felt some jealousy. What were you all talking about, Pauline asked. Yeah, what were you talking about, Margot? <sighs> Repeated accusingly to Trevor and Janie. Sorry. <laughs> Thought there was another page in between there. Ooh. Thank God there wasn't, cause this is a snore. Okay. Trevor looked at her nervously, and she held her gaze on him. Nothing, he said with a tinge of fear in his voice. Trevor was talking about expedition. <sighs> Trevor was talking about expeditionary force they sent west. Janie said calmly without using articles. (laughs) Trevor looked at Janie with surprise. After a pause, he started, uh, yeah, I was just saying that they haven't been heard from since yesterday afternoon. Something about following some trails they found into the foothills. Pauline looked at him wide-eyed. Really? she asked. Have they lost another three mages? Four, actually, he explained, nodding. I guess Elliot is furious and wants to send a large contingent, but Roland is fighting the idea. Margot listened with little interest as Trevor went on with the gossip. I would like to ignore him, too, because I don't know what the whole deal is here. It sounded to her like a bad situation, but it had little to do with her life, and it wasn't something she could change. The end of his explanation, however, did catch her ear. So they said the magistrates might send some bigwigs out when they come for the review, Trevor finished. Who? Margot asked seriously. I don't think anyone who, anyone knows who, just some higher ups, he admitted. Margot considered this fact for a few moments. While her brother was probably far too high in the organization, her sister might be amongst a, quote, very important person's visit. That's what VIP stands for, right? I think so. Though she wanted to see neither, she was... Sorry, sorry. I was thinking of other things. There was some acronym this week that I couldn't think of the words for. I don't know. I don't know what it was. So, that story went nowhere, right? Yeah. Uh, Though she wanted to see neither, she was at least thankful that it was unlikely to be her brother. Margo was pretty sure her sister couldn't drag her back north to her family, but her brother might. Janie grabbed Margo's shoulders. Sure it'll be fine, she said in a low voice to Margo. We've got your back. Ah, And that ends Chapter 10. So I think last week, I said something like I like this chapter that we're going to read today, this Chapter 10... And I'm starting to rethink that statement. <laughs> so, I do like the reveal that Henry likes Margot, but that's cute, I suppose. I mean, does strike me as a little childish. Oh, I don't know. But um good god, nothing freaking happens in this book. All right, so in this chapter, they literally this chapter was comprised of three meals and nothing else, right? Two breakfasts and a dinner. That's all that occurred in this chapter. (laughs) This is freaking brutal to read this. Am I right? Uh, I don't know why any... Was it just two breakfasts and... I think it was breakfast, then breakfast and dinner, right? Let's see. Uh, Monday morning, so breakfast, right? Um, Oh, then they had dinner, and then uh, breakfast the next day. Yeah, that's great, huh? That's some great writing. And they always eat the stupid commissary. It... It makes me think of like uh, college dorm dining almost, right? And I mean, at this point when I wrote this, I was so far removed from college. I don't know. I guess every time I wrote this book, I was starving because that's the only thing I can come up with as to why there's three meals outlined in excruciatingly detail in this chapter. It's so freaking dull, right? Is it too, is it too, it's a, breakfast no i think it's a breakfast and two dinners right chapter 10 let's see oh my god can you imagine if there's four meals in this all right so they have breakfast uh that's all exciting right that doesn't have and do anything interesting then janie and henry go to dinner that night um boop, 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 boop. then um nope oh, they went to breakfast the next morning Wow. Okay, so they went to breakfast the next two days later. Uh Uh-huh. But, um. oh, okay. So it was like, so we describe the night after uh, Janie decides or realizes that Henry likes Margot. There's an implied breakfast, right? That uh, Margot went to breakfast the next day and everybody was looking at her. Right? Then two days later, uh, they go to dinner. Well, that doesn't make sense. This book just fucking... It's wrong. Over the next two days... I don't know. This is just wrong. Oh, well. So, they in fact go to dinner. Okay, so it's two dinners and a breakfast and an implied breakfast. Aren't you glad I just spent like two minutes trying to determine that? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so... Based on uh, this chapter, I decided to look at the last time in the book that anybody used magic. <laughs> so looking back, it appears the last time magic appeared in this book was chapter 7. Chapter 7, so three chap. we've had 8, 9, and 10 now, no magic occurred, right? So chapter 7, uh, that was when Henry... Foiled the, the robbery. Yes, yes. So there was some magic in that one. But um, I don't think there's been anything else. The only thing... I did make a note. They did use a potion. Uh, Margaret used her closet, her secret closet in Chapter 8. I don't know if that counts as... That's like mundane magic almost. I, a potion, I kind of think, is more like organic chemistry or something. than More so than magic, maybe. I don't know. It's a lot of ingredients and mixing, but I'm going to have a sip because I'm annoyed. Mm. So, for a fantasy novel about magic, this book doesn't have much of it in it. (laughs) Hopefully, this freaking picks up. I think coming up soon, just because Janie said she wants to get Henry and Margot alone, I think we're going to have a real... I'm getting like, uh, I'm starting to feel a little douchey about this chapter coming up. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So this isn't going to, oh, okay. Yeah. So chapter 11 is going to be a little bit short. Hey, but guess what? No magic. (laughs) Wow. This book is a doozy. Yeah. Chapter, just as a warning, chapter 11 is really going to have a high profile staff meeting at it. Yeah. Yeah. But you need to see it. I guess. I don't know. This is... uh... Oh, my God. This book. I just want to... I feel like when I was reading Bringing Balance on this podcast, it was a little more exciting, at least. But Offworlder, I don't know what to say about it. I'm just... I mean, the live studio audience can see me rubbing my face in frustration at this thing, but... Oh, boy. This one's bad. This one's bad. We're gonna... We're gonna... Power through it, though. Hopefully, in the next, like, three chapters, things get better. But I'm not making any promises. I don't really remember, even though I wrote it. So, yeah. It's not great. It's... Yeah. (sighs) Well, let's do these discussion questions. we got to get that out of the way. Am I right? Oh, boy. Okay. First question. Like I said, there was an implied breakfast and an actual breakfast in this chapter. How important is breakfast, right? I saw an article maybe like two or three weeks ago about like, uh, you know, everybody says like a a good breakfast is a better start to your day or whatever, whatever they say. Well, you know, you're supposed to eat a big breakfast because you need that energy for the day. But apparently the origin of that statement is actually like from the Kellogg's corporation <laughs> right it's not actually like based on science it's based on marketing <laughs> so uh yeah what, what do you think I personally am starving by like 9 30 if I have honey nut cheerios for breakfast which happens for the last two weeks that's what I've had for breakfast so then I have to hit the fridge and now I'm just eating like I don't know a block of cheddar cheese that was stuck in the one of the draws or uh, leftovers. I'm eating cold taco meat this week. I did that quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. With a little uh, that um, uh, Tabasco Chipotle hot sauce. Fantastic. Can't. Can't. Uh, what? Oh, God damn it. I'm having trouble today. Can't. Not suggest like. Um, I mean, suggest that enough. It's not strong enough. Well, whatever. It's great. All right. All right, Uh, clearly I'm starving to death right now, because all I'm talking about is food. (laughs) And uh, speaking of food, question two. They had pork chops for dinner. Would you ever order pork chops out, like at a restaurant? Me, personally? No, I would never get pork chops out. I feel like nobody does, though. It seems to be kind of a rarer item. Not from cooking, I mean from appearing Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I guess, like, some steakhouses have pork chops on the menu. Uh, This restaurant we frequent by us does have, like, some fancy pork chops, but I just never get them. I feel like that's, like, something I only make at home. Pork chops? Do people actually order that out? Maybe I'm way off on this, but I definitely don't. How often do you see, like, ham on a menu, too? That doesn't seem... It seems to be like, what, only Cracker Barrel or in sandwiches is where you see ham. Ooh, here's a fun fact. If I'm not mistaken, the ham at Subway, not ham. Look it up. It's in the dictionary. It's true. Okay, question three. Okay, so we learned, well, we didn't learn. I think we knew this already. But uh, Henry is clearly in love with Margot, and Janie found out. Henry's like, oh, shut the hell up. Don't tell her, right? Because, you know, he's clearly a 12-year-old boy. So, (laughs) got to keep those crushes secret, right? (laughs) Okay, but, all right, let's... If we were talking from, like, an adult standpoint and not from this idiotic book, how would you ask out a clearly intimidating, suspicious mage? All right, so we have this woman here who can do magic. She's also... Uh, you know, from a scary family. So, like, her name's got weight, right? And, um, yeah, and you just want to ask her out on a date. Like, hey, let's, you know, hey, you want to get dinner sometime? Or, I don't know. See, I don't know how to do this kind of stuff. <laughs> I, I met uh, the lovely Laura, what, freshman year of college, second semester. And, uh, I mean, how do I put this? I was a highly unsuccessful like dater in high school. Yeah, no, it did I, that. Didn't work out great for me, but it was a small high school, so what are you gonna do? I'm not actually like angry about it anymore, but whatever. And in college, eh, I took a couple girls out, but not. I don't know. I mean, the only serious relationship I'm now married to. All right, so I don't know. I don't. I think I'm real bad at this kind of crap. Although, I mean, with my the lovely Laura. All I did was say, hey, you want to go get dinner? Or, hey, you want to go see a movie? Yeah, I think that's what we said. Yes, and then I took her to a movie I wanted to see, which was not appropriate for a date. Yes, so just heads up, if you're going to go take a date to a movie, maybe it shouldn't be The People versus Larry Flint. Just saying, just saying, just saying, but I wanted to see it, so whatever. <laughs> And that's how our romance started. (laughs) Anyway, uh, so those are your discussion questions. How would you ask out a suspicious woman? And uh, just, you know, in case Laura is suspicious herself right now, this is out of curiosity and not, like, asking out a woman. (laughs) The only woman I ask out is the lovely Laura. And we had a lovely date last night, so... I don't think uh, I will be asking anyone out anytime soon, except the lovely Laura. Yes. So, um, I think that's all the discussion questions we have. Um, I don't have too many. See, it's hard to come up with questions in a chapter where all they did was eat, right? I mean, how, you know, a good question would be like, how physically fit is Henry? He was doing some jumping around and garbage like that when he foiled that robbery. But, I mean, they eat so much in this book. I get the vibe that they're all, like, way overweight, but... I don't know. I'm guessing that's not actually a fact, but... Eh, we gotta... I don't know. I don't know. I gotta tell you, I really feel like I need to apologize for this book, because nothing at all is happening in it. And I had the gall to say that I liked this chapter, but all I really liked was when Janie realized that Henry was in love with Margot. Oh, it's so cute. I think I should only read books that have, like, uh, what, romances in it. I, it's pretty pathetic, so. Uh, I don't know. And this kind of romance, too. This level of romance, I don't think I could, uh not like a, a romance novel. Oof, oof. No thank you. But, anyway, I guess that kind of wraps up this episode. I feel bad still. Ugh, it's just nothing's happening in this book. And, uh, yeah, spoiler alert, chapter 11, kind of a dud. So, yeah, what are you going to do? So, anyway, if you want to contact me and tell you tell me that you agree with me that this book is a dud, uh, you can head over to jeffreadshisbook.com. And if you're not just going to go and buy a copy of this... Catastrophe that's in print or ebook form, you could go ahead and send me an email at jba at sdf.org, or you can hit me up on Twitter at Fortran Jeff, or you could hit me up on Mastodon in the Fediverse at jba at mastodon.sdf.org, which is the only place where I post new episodes. And I gotta say, I think I missed like the last two I never posted about, but I mean, who's gonna see it when you have 12 followers or something like that? Nobody's listening to this. Let's, let's be honest, people. Nobody's listening. I mean, the, the people I'm speaking to is Laura and Glenn, I think. And I think that's it. I get like 20 downloads a week. I checked on, um, Apple's podcast app or, I think just in the App Store... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me look again real quick. So if I look at this in, like, iTunes, which my podcast, that is, they have, like, these popularity bars, and I don't know what they mean exactly. And, like, it shows Chapter 8 and 9 being popular... Which is insane to me. I don't understand why. (laughs) They're just such bad episodes. (laughs) Uh, I I mean, you would think the Bringing Balance episodes would be better. But maybe maybe I've corrected my audio enough that people are like, Oh, this sounds a lot nicer. I'm not going to listen to the back catalog because it sounds like garbage. And even then, I don't think this sounds good. Don't get me wrong. This is definitely on the lower end of podcast quality. Uh, In terms of both content and sound quality, (laughs) I don't know, I don't know, but I do appreciate any listeners I might have, and uh, I don't know what the popularity thing means, but apparently the last two chapters were popular. (laughs) Well, anyway, I guess that wraps it up. Told you where to contact me. Uh, You know what? Send feedback. I love, love, love answers to my discussion questions. They are the best. So, yeah, we just did Chapter 10. Send those Chapter 10 questions in. I record this on Sunday, so if I don't see the questions on before Sunday, I'm not going to read them. Well, I'm going to read them if they're from Laura, because otherwise Laura might... My guess would be she'd just not send them in anymore. <laughs> so <laughs> I have to keep you know her happy with her discussion question answers, because otherwise I'd lose my most my most loyal listener. She's listened to all the episodes, but, uh, you know, any new users who would like, or users, new listeners who want to join in the conversation, please send me your discussion questions. I would love it, and we can have a little chat. And if you just have questions about the book, or, you know what, it is September, freaking National Novel Writing Month is coming up, where you write a book in a month, so you can ask me about how I manage To put down so much garbage onto paper that quickly. Yeah. So I guess that wraps it up. So until next time, keep on reading.